Welcome everyone to another episode of Battle Topics. Um, last time we did this, I almost forgot what I was going to say. Last time we did this, we went back to the 2007 XXL freshman class. Um, had a pretty good time. Uh, still didn't go listen to Saigon, so I didn't do that. Uh, did any of you guys listen to Saigon? No, I completely forgot. <laughs> I got busy yeah. with a hundred other things trying to get stuff together for the podcast and everything that I completely forgot. It's fine. Nobody wanted to listen to them anyways. We know. No no disrespect to Saigon. I mean, we just didn't know who you is. Right. But congrats on making, you know, Double XL, you know, 2007. You know, pretty big deal. The, the original class, yeah. 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 Um, he's, got, he's got that, you know, feather in his cap, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so today... We're actually going to do the second class, but it's not 2008. It's actually 2009. Uh, for some reason, they didn't do one in 2008. Um, but uh, the 2009 class was technically the first official freshman 10 XXL uh, clash. The publication took most of 2008 off and returned to 2008 in November, so that probably makes sense. Um with a uh, perfected concept and arguably the best list they've ever assembled, the 2009 XXL Freshman 10. And this class is stacked. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, stacked, yeah. Um, so the list for 2009, the 10, they have is Wale, B.O.B., Charles Hamilton, Asher Roth, Ace Hood, Currency, Kid Cudi, Corey Guns, Blue, and Mickey Fax. Um, Ace Hood and Wale are actually both uh, Rick Ross's guys, so it's kind of weird that they're both on the same cover. Yeah, I don't know that they were Ross's guys at that point. Ace Hood was for sure. Uh, I'm billionaire. No, uh, I don't think Wale was. I think he was still on his own, maybe. Yeah. But I don't uh, think he signed with uh, Maybach Music uh, until a little later. Yeah, I think you're right. But um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, so we actually did talk a little bit about this class before. Um, I actually know nine of the people on here out of the ten. Chip, I think you said you knew all of them, or uh, what was it? Uh, who? Yes, I've heard all ten. Yeah. I've only heard seven out of the ten. I mean, we this is like I said, this is a more stacked class. It's really good, and obviously, a lot of these guys are still well, not a lot of these guys. A couple of these guys are still relevant to this day. Uh, maybe like three or four of them, unless mm-hmm. you are like deep in the underground and mixtape stuff, then you probably still listen to all these guys. Um, right. I believe Currency is dead, though, isn't he? Uh, is he on Cash Money. Let me double check that. I think you're right. Um, but no, the uh, while you're looking that up, um, nope, he's still alive. He's still alive. Okay, so it, it was stack bundles that I was thinking about then. Yeah, he founded a label called Jet Life Recordings. Okay, and we'll, he's had we'll it since 2011. Okay. okay. So uh, I guess I'll get to the first person on the list, um, and that is Blue. So, the XXL cover introduced Blue to the mainstream. The California-bred MC, 
who represented the only artist from the West Coast on the cover had actually been active as an underground artist since 2003. His debut project, Below the Heavens, was a joint effort with producer Exile. The success of the project led to spotlights on several hip-hop sites, and the double XL feature helped him get a deal with Warner Brothers Records. That was probably the height of his mainstream success, however. Um, Blue has released several projects, mostly free albums or mixtures since... I'm pretty sure they meant to say mixtapes on they that. They probably meant to say yeah. mixtapes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's released mostly free albums or mixtapes since 2009, including another collaborative project with Exile, a project with Mad Lib, and an EP with Knots. Uh, none of these projects have lived up to expectations, and none of his albums were ever released through Warner Brothers. Still, it should be noted that Blue is beloved by his underground fans. Um... So in, let me see, in January of 2016, Blue took to Twitter to air out Evidence and Alchemist. Um, he since moved back to the headlines for his music. His latest project, well, his project back then, Titans in the Flesh, a collaborative with Knots. Um, and he let uh, Twitter tell it the EP is packed with hits, but remains constant with releases and has a captive audience on the underground. Um Alchemist, I know, is one of the best producers on yes. any hip-hop yeah. in general. Uh, right now, he's the co-main producer for Griselda, but he's done stuff for everybody for so long. Right. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I was, was going to let you guys go. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I was going to say um, uh, Blue has released several studio albums uh, most of them are um, him and somebody else. Uh, so in 2012... Uh, yeah, collaborative. Yeah. Uh, in 2012, he released an album called uh, Give Me My Flowers While I Can Still Smell Them with Exile. Uh, in 2013, he released a solo project called York. 2014, he released a uh, project called Good To Be Home with Bombay uh, in 2015 he released a project called Bad Neighbor with Med and Mad Lib uh, 2016 he released Cheetah in the City with Union uh, Analog Analogatronics uh, sure <laughs> yeah uh, 2018 uh, God is the Spirit Titans in the Flesh with Knots uh, 2018, The Blueprint with uh, Shafiq uh, Hussein. Uh, 2019, A Long Red Hot Los Angeles Summer Night with Oh No. 2019, he also released another project with Exile called True and Living. 2019, uh, Ground and Water with uh, Demu the Fudge Monk. <laughs> what? <laughs> Damu the Fudge Monk. Yeah. Deep Throat uh, Thug. Uh, yeah. That should have been on the damn uh, list, Roger. It uh, was. No, it, I don't think it was. Yeah. Talent. It definitely was on the list. I don't, uh, no, 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 oh, no. You're no. talking about this guy. You're talking about this guy. No, 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 no. Not this guy. I was talking about yeah. Deep Throat uh, Thug. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not Deep Throat Thug. I was talking about this Damu the Fudge uh, monk or whatever that should have been on your uh that wrestling <laughs> yes that yeah. should have been on that one um in 2020 sorry i mispronunciated style. i apologize oh, no, you're, you're, you're good 
yeah in 2020 he and exile released another project called miles and in 2021 he released his third solo studio album the color blue uh along with um numerous mixtapes over the years uh tons of eps and uh, even a um compilation album uh called in the beginning before the heavens hmm. well what you mean he started yeah. damn it scared shabby <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh he started he started at 19 it says by the age of 19 blue was selling out local shows at the knitting factory the house of blues and headlining once a month at the roomba room on the universal city walk Not in the orlando room yeah, the Roomba Room. That's uh, at the uh, at the Universal theme parks. Um, it says here that um, at the age of twenty, he had negotiated. He started negotiating as a record deal with Death Row Records, but decided to independently release his first solo album entitled California Soul. It was produced by uh, early collaborators L and Bombay, and it featured Bridge Down uh, crew members uh, Black Spade. Uh, Donnell Smokes and Miguel as it was then an RRAG Records label mate of RBX which is <laughs> well okay okay <laughs> not what I expected but okay nope damn technical difficulties anyway like i said um but yeah i mean for him like let's see what was this he see he started his his active career was 2002 to the present but it says here that was death row records around yeah i mean death rows never went under uh okay they just have been as popular okay so i mean is there anybody okay I'm, i'm looking at death row so Snoop Dogg, Daz Diggler, Corrupt, the Dog Pound, the DOC, uh, Warren G, Outlaws. That's it. No, no hold on a minute. Is that the only current? current? No, the only current ones are Snoop, Daz, Corrupt, Warren G, Outlaws. That's it. Wow, see, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that that was a... I didn't even know that they were even still a record label. Yeah, Snoop owns them now. Yeah, we talked about this. I forgot. I apologize. Because he just recently bought them and then he brought that album. Mm-hmm. Back on Death Row, which is a really good album. And we talked about that with the them ninjas. Yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, but okay, but but aside from that, has have we heard? Uh, you said Chip. You said you've heard Blue before. Is that is that correct? Yes, I have. Uh, I mean, you know my affinity to West Coast hip hop, and when I found out this dude was uh, West Coast, I, I like I had to dig in, and I like him. Uh, it's it, it's um. 
it's not like hardcore like gangster rap like what you would think from west coast it's right. it's more um it's more nas-esque okay so like a west coast version of nas pretty much yeah like i'll, I'll send you guys uh a song right now that I think you guys would like. I think I actually know who he is if it's the guy I'm thinking of now. Uh, well, go ahead and shoot me the link so I can hear it because I've, I've never... I, if I have heard him, I don't remember hearing him. But... Oh, I do know him. Uh, Big E talked about him and that album Below the Heavens is actually really fucking good. Yeah. So the uh, night the Big E won the money to bank, his uh, blue ring gear was actually based on this album cover. Yes. Did not know that. Yeah, he talked. They talked about it on this podcast that his gear was based on that album because that was the album he listened to uh, in college when he was going through depression and it helped him a lot. The New Day podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Which they haven't done anything in forever because Xavier Woods boycotting, doing a lot of stuff with them right now. Wait, what, what, wait, what's that story? Uh, they, I mean, obviously up, up, down, down is now part of WWE, um, and they're taking a lot of creative ability from him, so he just doesn't really put shit out for them anymore. Uh, and not only that, uh, I mean, he's part of G4, so. Yep. Which G4 just came to Pluto TV, so, um. They're also on Twitch and stuff like that, too. Right. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the story. Okay. All right. The Vince McMahon's uh, like, oh, you got something creative that you do per, on your own? Okay, I'm gonna take some of that money. Oh yeah, and I'm still not giving you health insurance. I'm gonna give it to Bruce Pritchard. He knows what to do with it. Fuck Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, right. let's go. Uh, so uh, did you did you finish, uh, Roger? No, no. Where uh, yeah, you did. You did. yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll take next up. Um, <laughs> okay. I was confused for a second. I'm sorry. Um, the, the technical difficulties threw me off. Um, so, so next up, we're going to talk about Corey Guns. So Corey is a story all on his own. Uh, the Bronx representative and son of Peter Guns was yep. born into hip hop. By the time Double XL gave him the uh, freshman ten honor, he had already been signed to multiple deals with several mixtapes. Listeners knew he could rap, but he suffered from the same issues as Jay Mills or a papoose had uh, to deal with. Uh, great lyricists, but could they make an album? Corey would get signed to Young Money Cash Money the year after the XXL cover and was featured on the second less impressive Young Money album, Rise of an Empire. Later, he would be featured on the Rich Gang album, his verse on Six Foot, Seven Foot by Lil Wayne also helped propel the track as the lead single for the Carter Four. His MTV reality show, Son of a Gun, was short-lived, but it did nothing to help with the music. Uh, now, I find this a little biased because, uh, do you guys remember the very first version of Amelie that leaked online? Amelie? Yeah, Lil Wayne's Amelie. No, I don't. No. I didn't actually care about Lil Wayne at this point. So no. Okay, so uh, 
this was in 2008 i want to say yeah probably yeah I, I think i think it was 08 uh so uh they there was a leaked version of a millie that dropped and the lead verse was actually done by Corey guns right uh i'll send you a link to it like Corey guns murders Lil wayne on this well he's uh, a lyricist <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, he literally rapped as if he was possessed by the spirit of a mass murdering machine gun. That's a oddly specific analogy. I mean, he's just really good. His rhymes are just that rapid and good. Yeah, I mean, I uh, heard him on six foot seven foot. I thought he was good. Yeah, I I would say his flows faster than Barry Allen running late for a meeting with the Justice League. Shit with, the, shit with the analogies today. But he, you know, Barry Lang doesn't care how late he is. That's right. <laughs> but his wordplay was sharp enough to, to be a knife in Caesar's back. Ooh, et tu, Brute? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, but in, in the final version, Wayne removed Corey's verse and. Because uh, you can't get killed on your own stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, unless you have M and M as uh, the feature, uh, and you just send yourself up. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll send you the the link to the uh, the version featuring Corey Guns. You saw there, Sal? Yeah, I'm still here. Why? Oh, because I'm. He was talking to you about that. Oh. I thought he was talking to everybody. I thought I thought he was talking to both of us in general. I mean, I'll probably listen to it. Like I said, I didn't care about Lil Wayne at this point. Although that beat is a pretty good beat. Yeah, I do like the beat. Uh, I found out how to turn my damn phone to vibrate. <laughs> Not for I got a new phone like two weeks ago. I'm still trying to figure it out. But anyway, uh, do you want to so, get the next one? Yeah, yeah I'll get the next one. Uh, the well, next one. Hold on. Go ahead. I, I wasn't done with Corey Guns. I thought you were uh, done. Right mm, no, nah, I stopped. Take, take your time. <laughs> oh, 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 you stopped. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to talk about the a Millie song. Uh, <clears throat> so if you're wondering where Corey Guns is now, um, he must be writing for someone because he's still signed to uh, Young Money. As is Jay Mills, quite a head scratcher for both of them. Uh, he was featured on Lil Wayne's Free Weezy project, uh, and he dropped a mixtape called "That's What the Fuck I'm Talking About" in 2013. Uh, his debut album, "The Life of Corey Guns," may never see the light of day, especially if he remains with Young Money, considering the. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, considering the Lil Wayne and Birdman issues, I mean, uh, well, when this came out, so that's probably he's probably not there anymore, to be honest. Oh, uh, this, this came out a while ago. Yeah, he's still signed uh, to to Young Money and Cash Money. Uh, And Does has the left Corey Guns still, ever come out? 
has still yet to release his debut solo album. Oh, so he's definitely writing for everybody there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Mm -hmm. he did uh, in uh, in January of uh, twenty on January twenty eighth two thousand and twelve, Guns was arrested for possession of a gun and faced three and a half years in prison, which was lowered to two and a half years lowered to a two and a half year sentence. Corey Gunn's father, Peter Guns, admitted that he had encouraged his son to keep a low profile and stop releasing music for a while in the aftermath of his arrest. In an interview conducted from December 17, 2013, Peter Guns stated that Corey Guns was trying to work on a new record in the in Miami while on probation. Yeah. Huh. But uh so yeah, all he's ever done is collaborative efforts and, and mixtapes. A couple of mixtapes, not even a lot, and, and some singles here and there. Yeah. So he's definitely he's he's the ghostwriter for Young Money. He's probably Drake's young uh, ghostwriter from back in the day. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, I mean, he's been, like, like I mean, he's had some guest appearances. He was on a song with Rihanna. He was on a song with Bravehearts. Um, DJ Khaled, Kevin Rudolph. Um, Fred the Godson, uh, Tony Yayo and Danny Brown. Uh, trying to find out who else. Meat Mill, French Montana, and Mace. It's a strange combination. Uh, DJ K Slade, John Connor, and Dave East. Uh, oh, speaking of Mace, uh, apparently he just dropped a diss track on Diddy. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I may have to look into that one. <laughs> I read the that last night, but it was like. Right after I, we got off the podcast, and I went to use the bathroom. I was like, "It's too late for this." <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my back! Uh, so, oh, Talon, I think it's uh your turn on this. Are we? Are we, are we ready? Move yep. On. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, next one we're going to talk about is Mickey Fax. Another Bronx native, Mickey Fax chose hip-hop over a spot at NYU Law School. Fax released his first project in 2006. He released several additional mixtapes before he received his freshman 10 spot. He was added to a Honda marketing campaign and was signed by Battery Records, a division of Jive Records following the XXL freshman 10 accolade. But soon thereafter, Jive and Battery merged with Sony, leaving him basically without a label. So where is he now? Well, another artist with a cult following, Mick has released 15 mixtapes. His latest Y3, or at the time Y3, dropped on September of uh, in September 2015. He toured with Lupe Fiasco, and the two have maintained a great relationship since the All City Chess Club days. He's yeah, released that, several projects over the course of his career, but his music hasn't spawned the success that he found early in his career. His last project, I say yo, I said yo, was released in 2018. In 2019, he was re- he has released a couple of more singles. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't even know Mickey Fax did anything other than battle rap. I knew he was signed. I, see, I knew of Mickey Fax because of battle rap. Oh, yeah. same. <laughs> because of Daylight? Is it well, Daylight that, or the well, DNA? The ba- well, that was the first battle that I actually watched him, was him and versus Daylight. I believe it was at one of the mass... Uh, it, yeah, it was at the 2017 uh, KLTD's Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was that was that was a damn good card though. That was when a Hollow and Disaster had that surprise battle. They only did a one rounder. Um, Arsenal, God, Arsenal, yeah. <laughs> Arsenal was Arsenal. I don't remember any of that. I want to definitely look back into it. Yeah, you talking about what? What you, you, you have you never seen Mastery? Was it yeah, Mastery? I just don't remember it. It's the thing. Oh, it was Ars versus Iron Solomon, Pat Stay versus Big K, DNA versus Gems, uh, Averb versus Sharon. Like there was a lot of damn good battles on that card. Huh. Yeah, I'll just have to definitely. Like, like I know you're not a big fan of Gems, but Gems actually showed up and actually fucking had a good battle versus. I mean, DNA watched him, but <sighs> he had a good battle. He had a good like battle. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and. Say that I mean, he had a damn good. He might have won the second, and that's if I'm nitpicking everything DNA did. But yeah, DNA definitely won that battle. You'll just have to go back and watch. But nevertheless, um, have you guys heard of any of Mickey Fax's stuff other than his battle rap stuff? Nope. <laughs> no. <Chip? laughs> no. Like when I said I've heard of these people, that's like I I, I know him from battle rap. That's. That's the extent I, I, of Mickey Fax. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it, like on his Wikipedia page, it does mention how he was he was a strong competitor hosting battles at, at URL events. In 2017 was when he had that battle uh, against uh, Daylight at Mass. Um, but yeah, he's had three albums. 2016 with The Achievement, 2018 with The New Museum, and 2018 also with I Said Yo. And then just mixtape after mixtape after mixtape so I mean yes huh? I mean I might listen to I, I'm not even gonna lie I won't listen to him I'm not yeah. <laughs> I might no I'm not even gonna lie uh, I'm not, like I can't <laughs> I can't do that to myself I don't know I mean some people I mean, I've heard some people say you know Head Ice ain't a good battle rapper but he's good on he's good on beat but then you got some people some battle rappers who aren't good on beat at all and then they play and then they do good again you know in in the small room or whatever um so if you want to break that down some people are better in the small room than they are the big stage um which i prefer small room over big stage to be honest with you uh, like i said big stage is okay but just don't have 150 people on the stage and exactly. not and, and if the crowd goes crazy, don't spit, you know, Don DeMarco. Don DeMarco. The shit like that. It's shit like that. Bang, bang. bang. <laughs> <laughs> no. But but yeah, I mean like like talk about Mickey Fax. When Mickey Fax battled DNA, it was in a small room. You know? And he still got washed though. He got washed, but he did have a. He did have a, he, he. DNA won that battle, but Mickey Fax did do a, did a, hit him with a couple of good bars toward the end of round three. Got the whole issue between DNA and Charlie Clip, but that's for a different discussion. We, we ain't doing bat, we ain't doing battle rap just yet. We'll wait till next time. But by the way, how close are we to doing our uh, second annual um, battle rap Hall of Fame? I'd have to go look back at the episode. We we're, were a couple yeah. of months away. I think it was, we did it in May or June of last year, but we'll, I, we'll come back around to it. We'll come back around to it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So who got next? I do. Raja. Uh, is my boy, Shadow the Hedgehog, a.k.a. Charles Hamilton. 
Um, I got to send you his stuff so you can listen to him. To yeah, please send, me this. please send me his stuff. Um, so Harlem's own Charles Hamilton pursued music with incredible tenacity leading up to his sing- his signing with uh, Interscope Records in 2009. Constantly releasing new music, Charles figured the more music he put out, the better his chance of success. And it worked. His seven figures, seven figures, jeez. Yes. I did not know he signed for that much. Uh, His seven figure deal with Interscope made him a sure mainstay when this double XL cover was released. Uh, Videos freestyling with Kanye and the game only increased the hype. Pharrell mentions and then inclusions as a member of the all city chess club only seemed to solidify his presence in the next generation of music. Then uh, his hit single, uh, Brooklyn Girls was released. A local track wasn't going to help him win over the national mainstream audience, but it wasn't a bad look, particularly because they quickly came with a visual. Then came the drama. A beef with Ryan Fest, which made no sense. Another beef with Soldier Boy, who I drag yourself down. And the announcement that he wanted to release his debut album, The Perfect Life, for free. Can't do that when you're signing a record. Mm-mm, you're good at something, you never do it for free. Yeah. He also revealed that Jay Dilla would be listed as the album's executive producer, even though Dilla had passed and the two had never worked together. Shortly thereafter, Interscope dropped him from the label. Um, The Perfect Life was leaked, but the project never got a proper release. Uh Uh-huh. It was uh, later revealed uh, in 2015 that Charles suffered from bipolar disorder which is true he talks about it in a lot of his stuff and was finally getting the treatment that he needed it put everything that happened in past the everything that happened in the past in perspective he released a new song New York Rain and featuring Rita Ora which was featured on the show Empire uh, Hamilton was also featured on the show's deluxe soundtrack for season 2 He's currently signed to Universal Republic, and his next project, Hamilton Charles, is set to be uh, was set to be released in early 2017. Uh, doctor- it, it actually released in 2016, December oh, 9th. Yeah, okay. December 9th, 2016. I don't remember it dropping. I gotta check it out then. Um, a documentary about his life is set to be released around the same time as the album probably did drop because I remember him doing a lot of videos and behind the scenes stuff during that mm-hmm. time. In the meantime, Charles still releases a lot of free music on his blog. Um, you'd be lucky to catch him DJing at a local club as well. That'd be pretty hype, though, actually. I'd be, I'd be really yeah. cool to go see that. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. You you find the, the freestyle video with Kanye and Game? I would definitely check that out. Um, I mean, it's like his top video. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it to me. If you get a chance and yeah. then uh i'll take i'll peep it bro you don't know how to use youtube <laughs> we in the process of recording and it's just easier <laughs> just for him to send it to me it is just switchy. i play too much man <laughs> that's what we but do nah, but nah um what, what? I, I i'll talk about it in a minute later <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm it, it, we're not talking wrestling right now. We're talking. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! What? Oh no! Oh no! No, tell me. Go ahead. Oh no! 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 So <sighs> tonight <laughs> on NXT, oh, uh, Dominic Mysterio wrestled. No, no. 
he wrestled uh not not DJ Z, but the other of Legato Del Fantasma. Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza. And beat him. Clean? No. With help from his dad, but still. Like, what the fuck? They're bringing me... Well, that's weird that he didn't attack the Miz, because Miz was doing Miz TV, and he's in the feud with Miz. Yeah. I'm so confused by that. You and me both. That uh, that's uh, I didn't want to get off on a wrestling tangent. I mean, I can always do that, but yeah, let's. <laughs> okay, but back to um, Charles Hamilton. Yes. Um. So we had a beef with Rhyme Fest, which was weird. Because who? Ex- the- okay, I don't know the story. Explain why it was weird. Because who the, the fuck about? is Rhyme Fest? <laughs> so the beef was real because you don't know who Rhyme Fest is. I don't know who Rhyme Fest is, but why? Like my thing is like, why would somebody who's getting so big beef with somebody who nobody really knows or cares about? Well, I mean, maybe he ain't got anything to do with popularity at that point. Maybe it was a personal issue. I mean, at, at that point, you know, popularity or fame aside, if it's a personal issue, it's a personal issue. You know. Yeah. Uh, now, Soldier Boy, I have no clue what that was about. It was probably Soldier Boy trying to get more uh, views towards him. You know, he's garbage. That Soldier Boy shit, man. Did you ever watch that video I sent about Kanye when he was on Noriega's podcast? Um, He did sure. something where it's like, wait, didn't you? Nor- Nor- Noriega looked at him, he goes, hey, man, but I thought Soldier Boy did a, did, a, did, a, did, a, did a verse for you. He goes, did you, listen, did you hear that verse? He goes, no. He goes, exactly. Like, oh, he was like, it, it sucked. That's why I didn't put it on the record. My thing is, why is people still putting Soldier Boy on anything? Drake, you you already know. Cause Soldier Boy tell him. <laughs> the only thing he's telling is how broke he is. Uh, if you hell, if you listen to him, dude, man. <laughs> Did you ever see him on the Breakfast Club? He was doing, he was talking all kinds of mad shit about everybody. He's stupid. He just he, he, said, he, would, he said he's he said he would sun Drake in a minute. And I'm like, I mean, that's not, a, I mean, it's not really a feat, but okay. Uh, it is when you got to think about the fact that Drake sunned a battle rapper. That is true. That, that's true. Yeah. But uh, I think we're going to the next one. Yeah, let's go uh, on to the next one. Yep. I got it. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Asher Roth. Uh, so he signed to SRC Universal Universal Motion Records uh, and had a pretty solid debut with his album, Asleep in the Bread Isle. In fact, at the time, with the buzz of the single I Love College, Asher looked to have the most potential among this class early on, but his second album never surfaced. He did release a free EP with producer Knotts titled The Roth at EP, uh, but that didn't get much attention. Comparisons to Eminem and mixed album. Comparisons to Eminem? I, I don't remember right. anybody ever 
I don't think anybody ever compared him besides himself mm. to Eminem. Yeah. Uh, so comparisons to Eminem and mixed album reviews didn't help his cause, but it was really the fall of SRC Records that ended his mainstream run. That and the fact that he never released a hit comparable to his debut single just made him forgettable. So would we call him a one-hit wonder? He came out with a second song. Um, it was on NBA 2K14, I believe. I, I remember I remember the song. I just don't remember the name of the song. Right. Uh, I mean, he uh, he has released two projects since the Asleep in the Bread Isle. He released uh, Retro Hash and uh, Flowers on the Weekend. Um, but if you're wondering where Asher Roth is now, the Mooresville, Pennsylvania native released his sophomore album, Retro Hash, in 2014. It only sold 6,100 copies. Uh, He had a tentative uh, album titled Red Hot Revival that was supposed to be released a couple of years ago. And the first single, Laundry, actually did release, but the project never dropped. Uh, And most recently, uh, Asher Roth teamed with Chuck English of the Cool Kids to release the single Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. The only song that I know from him is the "I Love College" song. That's it. Like I don't know anything else about Asher Roth other than that song. Uh, um, you, we're here you, to save the day. Okay. On 2K11. Yeah. Uh, you probably know his song "Way More Fun" with Lil Yachty. Like I said, I, I didn't even know him and Lil Yachty did a song together, to be honest with you, brother. I don't I'm, I'm not Lil a fan Yachty. of Yachty. I'm not a fan of Lil Yachty. I, I'm not either, but it was kind of like all over. Hmm. I must I must have missed it at some point. I mean, if it came on all the pop stations, it probably crossed my path. And it was, again, it was probably one of those songs that I heard and probably didn't know who sung it or what the name of the song was. And probably forgettable, to be honest with you. Um, can we, can, can I, can I ask this question and it's going to be, I know it's going to come across like I'm making a very, very strange comparison, but I'm just going to throw it out there. And if it gets heat, fuck it. Was Asher Roth kind of a precursor or little Dicky in a sense? No, because little Dicky is no. lyrically actually good. He's just goofy. Asher Roth is just a frat boy to try to rap. Okay, yeah. that's what that was. That was gonna be my question. Yeah, and I mean, that I, I can't say I didn't listen to him when he first came out because I, I was vibing with him. He had some okay stuff, but nothing that really popped out on that first album. Besides, I left college. Well, you look at the well, you look at the artists that you know were joined him on like he had CeeLo Green, Busta Rhymes, Jazzy Faye. I mean, he was big. Dude, yeah. he did a song with Benny Siegel in Rock City. Like, yeah, he he was big when he first dropped, but. He had no momentum after I Love College because he put himself in a box of being a frat boy rapper. Exactly. Like I like I said, I know you got to make a single, a pop single, a hit for everybody, but you gotta you gotta remember, hey, what are you gonna remember me as? Right. And now he's just. 
you know, you know, he did the flowers on the weekend, released that in 2020. So, you know, which had that song that Chip just talked about, Lil Yachty, uh, some guy named Buddy. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> hey, Buddy. Buddy. Who are you listening to, Buddy? Yeah, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> I mean, we could probably, we could make a list of uh, crappy rapper names. Hey, you know what? That should be the next. Uh... I, I thought we already did that. No, we did. We did the best name. Rico Nasty, <laughs> which is a girl rapper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, you guys ready to move on to the next one? Y- yes. Um, right. it's you, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And look who it is. Look at that. Yes. Yes. What can we get? The next one on the list is Kid Cudi. Now, what can we say about Cleveland MC Kid Cudi? The good music signee and Kanye West, uh, constant contributor, had many things going for him early in his career. His debut album, Man on the Moon, The End of Day, was met positively in 2009. Uh, then his starring role on HBO's How to Make It in America was supposed to propel him into triple threat lanes. Uh, that didn't quite manifest itself, so there you go. Um He's released five solo albums, his last being 2000, well, as of this writing was 2015. He's dropped more stuff since then. <laughs> I understand that. I'm just reading the blurb shit. Um, uh, but the last album at this point was in 2015. Uh, shit, let me go back up here. Oh, here we go. Um, in 2015, uh, speed, it was 2015 Speeding Bullets 2, Speeding Bullet to Heaven with a rock, was a rock album, something he had been moving towards for years. He also released Wizard as a member of the alternate alternative rock duo of the same name. Every release has seen his buds decrease, but his spot on good music keeps him in the discussion. So where is Kid Cudi now? Well, Cudi has a role on Empire, which is is a great look for him. His return to hip his return to hip hop uh, titled Passion, Pain, and Demon Slain was released in 2016 and in 2018 he teamed up with Kanye West who released the joint project Kid See Ghost and in 2020 dropped Man on the Moon 3 and yep. in 2022 and in 2022 he's fixing to drop Intergalactic he actually dropped a song uh, last month a single yeah was it from is it from Intergalactic uh, it just says I a single and so. it's called Want It Bad okay wait what's the name of it again Want it bad? Want it bad? Uh, it's yeah. three minutes twenty seconds. Him and a dude named Nigo Nigo. Okay. Know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we I mean we've raved and talked about Kid Cudi on the show before. Um, like I recently got, um, like I recently just recently listened to Man on the Moon One. I thought it was a really really good good record. Um. I haven't started Man on the Moon 2 yet, but it's uh, it's getting there. And I like how, like, it start, it's, it's kind of like there's different acts, you know what I mean? Like, there's three songs that kind of tie in together, and then and then there's three more songs that kind of, they them three tie in together, but those three tie in with the next three, and it's, it, it's, it's surreal the way that they, you know, you know, it, how the whole story intertwines with each other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that boy's a storyteller. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, like I said before, I haven't listened to um, 
which full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, Roger was the one that got me hooked on Kid Cudi. So I got to give him his flowers for that. Um, so don't butcher me if I haven't listened to Kid any of any of any of Kid Cudi's other stuff. Um, I'm getting there. Okay. Um, there's also a little part of the blurb that you didn't read. Which yeah. part? Oh damn, it was underneath the thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, the ad uh, blocked it. <laughs> the ad blocked some bitches. Uh, Cuddy partnered with Netflix for his for- forthcoming album Intergalactic. The album will serve as the soundtrack to the new series that Cuddy will executive produce for the, for the network. The series will serve as a sort of visual album for the project. Both projects will premiere in the year 2020. That has not I'm happened yet. Yeah, I'm happened, looking so. it up, but see if there's anything about it. But I think COVID sort of ruined that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, COVID definitely had a. Yeah, they pushed it back. It's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, it says it. There's a title card for it on Netflix, but it doesn't actually say anything. Right, right. It says intergalactic, but at least they still have it there. It means they're still yeah. hoping to continue on with it. Uh, now, now, Kid Cudi has sold 22 million records in the united states he's won two grammy awards been nominated five times and he's worked with numerous prominent artists spanning several different genres uh such as jay-z eminem kendrick lamar david gutta steve uh uh mgmt mary j blige shakira ariana grande and mike michael bolton just to name a few so, I mean, he's, and he's appeared in several feature films, um, Goodbye World, Need for Speed, Entourage, Bill and Ted Face the Music, Don't Look Up. Uh, he's made guest appearances on TV shows such as One Tree Hill, The Cleveland Show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Westworld. Uh, he, uh. His, his first uh, acting role was on an HBO series, How to Make It in America. So, Which is a comedy, which is actually, mm-hmm. I remember when it first came out, but I didn't watch it because I didn't have HBO back then. But I do now, so. Well, there you go. Didn't you also say he was also on, uh, uh shit. Empire. Empire, there you go, yeah. Which I, I don't, Empire. I, yeah, I, I. I don't have stars, so I've not seen the first episode of Empire. Or no, no, that's Power. I'm that's sorry. Power. Empire was on Fox, I believe. Empire so was Fox. Yes. Yeah. So we should that get that. Taraji P. Henson and uh, 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 Terrence Howard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that dude. Yeah. yeah I was gonna dude. say his name. I was gonna say his name from uh, Hustle and Flow, but I forgot what it was. Oh. No, it's hot out here for people. Yeah. I don't like that movie. So it, <laughs> you didn't care for you didn't care for it. No. Uh, Kid Cudi's Intergalactic okay. uh, mm-hmm. is a Netflix adult animated music television series. Uh, and there's not an actual release date. Uh, it just says 2022, and the plot it just says that a man, a young man, goes on a journey to discover love. Which he, I mean, he talks about it. That's the main focus on a bunch of his stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, he also did a TED talk at his uh, old school 
um, that talks about his battle with depression or anything like that. It's actually really good. And he was recently in, uh, he did like a quick little moment in the movie on Netflix, uh, Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's pretty funny. Right. But yeah, uh, Ole Miss Scuddy. Um, I guess we can move on to the next man on the list. Yep. Um, Yep. Next on the list, Ace Hood. And he came out the gate fast, which is true. He released his uh, debut pro. I I was going to say, Terrence Howard's character on Hustle and Flow was DJ. Nah. (laughs) You could have told me any name and I would have believed you, so it it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. His name was DJ. So so original. Hey, what's your rap name? DJ. Yeah. Hey, what? No, it's just DJ. Okay. Wait, but that wasn't his rap name, was it? That was his actual character's name, but not his rapper name, right? No, I think that was what they called him the whole time. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. All right. Uh, but, yeah, his uh, debut project, Gutta, came out in 2008, and it was riding high on the... Uh, wave of his debut single cash flow which featured Tiggy Payne and rick ross his collaboration with dj khaled also had him featured on several of the dj's early projects which only increased his stock in the industry seven months later he dropped his follow-up ruthless two more albums would come out in the four years following ruthless so mixtapes and dj khaled feature aside ace has been pretty quiet since 2013 which is not true um, no because <laughs> um, he, he's uh... been noticing I was going to say, he, he released Mr. Hood in 2020 and MIND, which is an acronym for Memories Inside Never Die in 2022. Yeah, But you got to remember that this... actually dropped yet. Yeah, but you got to remember this this uh, piece was written back in 2016, so... Yeah, you know. that's what we're saying, but that's not true anymore, up to right. date, like <laughs> we're saying up to date. But, um, but no, he's dropped a lot of singles. Um... I'm trying to think about uh, when when was his last biggest single? Uh, see, uh, oh, it's hard to remember. But he drops uh, stuff. Every, he drops stuff all the time, so it's kind of hard to say. He he had that Bugatti song uh, with Future and Rick Ross. Well, wasn't that a Future song? No, it yeah, was on. It was on. Uh, no, it was on Trials and Tribulations. So, 2013 was his last hit. Well, yeah, major hit. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I woke up in that new guy. Which had a what? remix with like 45 people on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, in 2014, there was uh, "I'm Rich," uh, "Go Off," "Hold You Down." Remix, which was a DJ Khaled uh, song, uh, Every Time We Come Around and I Ain't Worried. Yeah. And on the first album, Gutta, I mean, he had Akon, Trick Daddy, R City, T Pain, Rick Ross, Trey Song, Plies, Briscoe, Lloyd, Joel Santana on the Ride Remix was with Trey Song, Rick Ross, and Joel's. Like, I mean, he had. You know, you know some 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 heavy hitters with him on this. You know, 
debut album. Yeah, I mean, he just, he came at the right time and got, I mean, he yeah. was with DJ Khaled for the first few years, so he got mm-hmm. right. put on all those projects. Yeah, uh, and then with Roots, go ahead, Chip. I, I was going to say, his uh, uh, Memories Inside Never Die album did release uh, February 25th of this year. Did it? Huh. Yep. I just um, I just looked it up on uh, Amazon right. Music. Uh, I'm trying to remember where I was. Oh, so mixtapes and harder than that. Uh, so he's been noticeably missing from DJ Khaled's album since Major Key because he and Khaled decided to part ways. Um, Ace released the mixtape Starvation Five in 2016. The hope was that he would get to release his new album, his first without Khaled, on Republic Records. But it was a tall order considering he out of he's out here by his lonesome, and the album never came. Uh, but it did. Well, not that one, but yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't know if that one specifically. But he's released two more mixtapes: the Trust Process, Trust the Process Two, Undefeated. But the buzz has not been able to build. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a great feature rapper. That's what he is. 2021, he joined the cast of Love and Hip Hop Miami. Oh, yeah, that's going to keep him relevant, at least. Just throwing it out there. I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'd say, like, he, he's trying to stay relevant, but I mean, ugh. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is with that, you know? All right, um... Y'all want to move on to the, the next gentleman? Next up, uh, we're going to talk about currency. So, um, this hot spitter snuck onto the list, but by 2008, he was almost a rap veteran. We're uh, emerging the, in the scene in 2002 as a member of the 504 Boys, and again as a solo artist in 2004 on Masterpiece Good Side, Bad Side. Currency was a focal point of No Limit Records in the early 2000s. He okay. later signed to Cash Money Records, but suffered several delays, eventually leaving the label with only a couple of singles and a feature on the Carter II to show for it. Hmm. 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 That's, uh, it's interesting that he was signed to both No Limit and Cash Money. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember him being signed to, uh, Cash money, but I did not remember him being assigned to No Limit. No Limit at all. Oh, oh, uh-uh. Um, no, and I, I listened to a good bit of No Limit back in the day. So, I don't know. So, um, after the XXL Freshman 10 mention, he signed a deal with uh, Amalgam Digital. He released two projects with the label, which helped set the table for Pilot Talk, which became his most successful release. From 2010 to 2015, he released six solo albums on three label deals and launched his own Jet Life recordings, releasing another two albums with his Jet Life crew. Additional collaborative albums have been released with The Alchemist and Wiz Khalifa. In 2015, The Hot Spitter released Pilot Talk 3 in April. Uh... Currency's latest album, Canal Street Confidential, was released months later in December. Um, and since then, he has released uh, Back at Bernie's, 
collective agency still stoned on ocean and pilot talk four uh, along with um, collaborative albums Fetty featuring Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist 2009 with Wiz Khalifa Gran Turismo with Static Skeletal uh, Finn Grigo with Burner mm. Good Lord uh, Plan of Attack with Trademark to Skydiver and Young Roddy or Young Roddy I'm sorry <laughs> Uh, where the fuck do they get some of these names trademark the skydiver I'm telling y'all guys uh, we need to make that big old list of uh, ridiculousness yeah I I seriously think that you y'all remember it might just be me have y'all ever heard of the the Wu-Tang generator yeah that's how Post Malone got his name and Charles Gambino got his name yeah I know we ought to do that (laughs) <laughs> just, just, just for one episode, just, just, you know, introduce ourselves as our Wu Tang names, just for shits and giggles. I don't know, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna look it up now. Hold on. All right. Uh, <laughs> he released Prestige Worldwide with Smoke DZA. Uh, the Tonight Prestige Show with Worldwide, Currency. Worldwide. Yes. Yeah, boats and hoes, boats and hoes. That has to be a song on there. Like, he had to have sampled that. I'm looking it up. Do it. Uh, the Tonight Show with Currency featuring DJ Fresh. The Outrunners featuring Harry Fraud. The Director's Cut uh, with Harry Fraud. Bonus footage with Harry Fraud. Welcome to Jet Life Recordings with Jet Life. Welcome to Jet Life Recordings 2 with Jet Life. Uh, highest in Charge with Trauma Tone. Matching Rolexes with Kino Beats, uh, Regatta with Harry Fraud, and this year he released Continuance with The Alchemist. Um, there is a song called Bolts and Hose. I'm about to listen to it to see if he samples it or not, like he should. Yep. He's really uh, that life. So if you're wondering where Currency is now... Well, uh, he's turned his cult following into serious success, and since the freshman cover, he's gone from under the radar to one of the biggest success stories on this list. He's putting out several projects a year and is continuously performing. He may actually be the biggest artist of this class when it is all said and done. Ooh, that's a hot take. Yep. It sure is, but uh, he disappointed on this song. He did not sample it at all. Uh, it actually does not even sound that good either. <laughs> I'd sue, I'd sue the shit out of him. All right, I put, I put our names in the Wu Tang generator. Roger, your 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 Wu Tang name is Bravo Mean. I thought we were gonna put our own names and then see what we. I got. did. I'm putting my. I put my name, your name, and Rot uh, and Chip's name all in the generator. So you're Bravo Mean. Chip is Assassin Gallant, and I'm Groose Americana Dynamic. You should stay with that. <laughs> Groose Americana. I know. You stick with Bravo Mean then. <laughs> I already have a Wu Tang generated name. What is it? From, 
back in the day. Swag a million Pegasus. Yeah, go with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, I was uh, trying to create. To- I was trying to create content, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. <laughs> Are we ready to go? On, are we ready to go on to the next one? Yeah, I'm trying to. I got there. It goes. I was on the wrong page. All right. Yeah. All go right. ahead. <laughs> the next one we're gonna talk about is Mr. Bob. Um, I think many people know who Bob is. The rapper didn't necessarily come flying out the gate after the after the Double uh, XL Freshman Ten mentioned, and many were confused about what kind of artists they were getting from Bob's early music. But when Nothing On You dropped, he was well on his way of being a valedictorian, be, being the valedictorian of his class. The rapper followed the, the single lead up with another banger in Airplanes. When his album The Adventures of Bobby Ray was released in 2010, it went number one on the Billboard charts. Still flying high, his 2012 effort, Strange Clouds, uh, also reached number five on the Billboard charts. This time he collaborated with Taylor Swift on a song uh, for the song Both of Us. Nicki Minaj, Trey Songs, and Morgan Freeman were also features on the project. By his third album, Underground Luxury, his sound had changed from a mainstream hip-hop slash pop sound to more of a greedy, drug-influenced version of hip-hop. The move left his wholesome fans very confused. While Bruno Mars and Taylor Swift were, uh, were trending upwards, B.O.B. seemed to be losing his way. Underground Luxury didn't quite find the same success as his first two albums. So what's B.O.B. doing now? Well, B.O.B. released a surprise album back in 2015 called Psychedelic Thoughts. The album didn't fare well on the charts and was treated like a mixtape. Weeks later, B.O.B. was challenged by Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson saying that the world was flat, which made him look, well, in some people's eyes, crazy he has since released a series of eps water fire and mostly earth on eight in april also ha- he's also had some harsh words for his label atlantic records so unless ti can somehow patch things up it's unlikely he'll get another album released there bob's latest project as of this recording was the mixtape entitled southmatic all the music sounds like it should have been released back in the 90s but that was the goal here from what you hear in the mixtape from, from what you see in the mixtape artwork um so overall how was you, how do you guys feel about bob uh i lost interest in him when he started becoming a flat earther oh really yeah i listened to his first three albums but yeah he once he started saying that the earth is flat because you can't see the curvature when you're in a plane so how do you explain that I was like yo man like we we ain't doing this we ain't doing this yeah i think i, I mean, listened to his first three albums and i don't know it just kind of he has some good stuff on that first two albums that third one was kind of weird but i was like ah he's trying to be different and not stay in one lane and probably should have stayed in that lane well i mean he has i mean if you, if you talk to a lot of it, it, from, from different interviews and stuff they say bob you know he is outspoken he's an outspoken conspiracy theorist he's noted for being anti-establishment um he's expressed his views in interviews on social media and things of that nature he's been very vocal on several social and political issues um 
uh, he believes in th- that what you said the earth was he believes the earth was flat uh, the 1969 moon landing was fake 9-11 was an inside job the world's fixing to get taken over by the Illuminati they cloned celebrities um, they even had and it, he had a song uh, came out in 2016 called Flatline alludes to anti, anti-Semitic uh, conspiracy theories um, asking his audience to do their research um, on Holocaust denier David Irving um, adding that Stalin was way worse than Hitler, and that's why POTUS got to wear a kipper, um, or kapoor, as he enunciates it in the song. Um, these comments gained a whole lot of attention from the Anti-Defamation League, uh, which stated that the lyrics invoke anti-Semitic uh, conspiracy theory that aligns Jews to somehow control the United States government. Um, and I think it was on an episode of, uh, what was it? Was it the Daily Show? Or was it I think it was the Daily Show? I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but Neil deGrasse Tyson uh came out and explained to the audience exactly what BOB was trying to talk about, you know. Uh which BOB, you know, said, Oh, the earth is flat because of blah 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 blah. Um, you know, the, here's the here's the here's the thing. If the earth was flat, there would be no oceans. And everything would just pull up in the middle if it looks like a fucking plate because gravity moves everything into the center. Am I, am I right? I mean, I'm not, I mean, I know I have a GED, but I listened in science class. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that would mean, mean everything would be skewed. Everything that was that you perceive as straight would be slightly skewed to whatever side of the plate that it would be going to, you know? Um, I, I, the flat earth thing kind of, eh. Well, AJ Styles is a flat earther too, so. Is he? Yep. Really? Yep. Did not know. Wow. That he's actually been, surprises me that he's a he's flat earther. He's been out as a flat earther for like four years now. Oh, wow. It's crazy. No clue. Had didn't have any clue about that. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny, though. People, like, the flat earth thing is just funny to me. It's just. They make up so, they literally make up so many things like how the sun and the moon don't go around us; they go up and down, which would literally destroy our oceans. Yeah. Uh, mountains, the way they think mountains are made, like it, everything, like their whole, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Logically, it doesn't make sense. I mean, obviously to them, it makes sense. I mean. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, believe what you want to believe, and that's fine. You know, it's just some things like if the Earth is flat, does that mean the Moon is also flat? Does that mean all of our other planets are flat? Like, if that's the case, how do you explain Saturn? Saturn has a big ass ring going all the way around it. Is the is the is is it is it? two flat pieces on top of one another that looks like it's going around? Is there some optical illusion going on out in the middle of fucking space somewhere? No, no, no. Time out. I'm going to give you one word that proves that the Earth is not flat. Go ahead. Cats. If the Earth was flat, everything would be knocked off the edge by now because cats knock everything off the edge of everything. Yeah, And, and that's another thing. The Earth, for people that don't understand, the Earth is spinning. At 800 miles an hour due east. If this motherfucker stops for one second, everything would fly east at 800 miles an hour. 
It'll kill every fucking thing on the planet. We die instantly. Say what now? We would die instantly. In- instantly, yeah. like 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 you won't even get to like, oh shit, the Earth stopped. Nope, you're dead. <laughs> you know, you won't even get a second to complicate that. You know. So in September of 2017, Bob sought two hundred thousand dollars in donations so he could launch his own satellites into orbit to verify that the sh- that the Earth was flat. Shortly, huh? I'd do the same thing too. Oh. <laughs> Pay me to send uh, these satellites into space. Well, but so shortly after seeking the original two hundred thousand, he upped his request to a million dollars to cover the cost of many test-seeking drones, weather balloons, and satellites. Like I said, I do. I'll do the same. Just give me all the money, and I'll 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 send the stuff up in the air for you guys. Trust me. You trust me, I'm a I'm a real boy. <laughs> no, he didn't hit him with the He hit him with the Pinocchio. Oh. <laughs> that and that and that's the thing, like <sighs> yes. if you look at a map, like like if you look at a map, you can clearly tell that you know, like for example. I'm, I'm, at, I'm on Google Maps right now, and I'm pulling all the way out. Okay. Be if careful what you point what? at. You're gonna say what now? You, be careful what you point at. You may see stuff you ain't supposed to see and get caught up. Yep. Oh, the oh, some, what you mean on some dark web shit? No, so there's been stuff on Google Maps that you've taken pictures with satellites of things like just really, like you got to look at like really just strange stuff that probably shouldn't be seen. With certain locations like hangars and stuff like that. It's just some some shit. Well, like some Area 51 shit? Oh, no, this is even, this is even way deeper than that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was reading an article not too long ago. This lady like zoomed in on this one coordinate in Antarctica and found like a a base. And when she started telling people about it, now if you go to that particular spot, it's blurry. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, because you you look at Alaska, which is our biggest state, you know, it's like very, very close to Russia. OK, but if they say, oh, we're, we're going to fly to England. OK, you don't if you're say you're leaving from New York, flying to England. OK, you would go east to England. OK, and then you're like, OK, well, I want to go to I want to go to Dubai. OK, would well, you go east to Dubai? Okay, hey, well, I'm going to go east to, I don't know, fucking Japan. So you go from a flight from from fucking Dubai to Japan. Oh, well, I'm going to go across the Pacific Ocean and go to California. Okay, so you fly from Japan to California. You literally went around the fucking world. At what point, like, do, do will you think they just go up in the air and just make a big-ass circle and then come right back down? A big U-turn. Come on, man. Fuck out of here, dude. I'm sorry. Like... I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, if that's if that's what you personally think, okay, cool. But think about it. <laughs> I mean, that, just, just but, really think about it. But the thing is, just because it's your belief or that's what you think does not mean it's real. There are actual facts for a reason. Just because you believe it doesn't make it real. Just like 
Just like how how one side politically likes to say facts don't care about your feelings. Right? Right. And it's more and it, I mean it's whether it be flatter beliefs, political beliefs, religion, even religious beliefs, you know. You know, people have those, you know, in conspiracy theories also, you know. Um but I mean, I don't think the earth is flat. But you better then again, I you know if people if people want to think it, okay. Just know, yeah, I mean, you know, I, if you know me I, personally and you're a flat earther, we may not be friends no more. Just saying. I'll put friendships look, on the line for that shit. Look, I'm not a flat earther, but I ain't never been in outer space either, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we have. We have pictures. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm saying I haven't personally, yeah. but I've seen the pictures, and the pictures show that motherfucker is round. Like a ball, round. I can't wait till we get space travel and it's cheap. <laughs> it ain't gonna be cheap. It will have to be cheap because we have it commercialized. Once it becomes commercialized, it'll be like charter flights. Yeah, but yep. I mean, oh, so we we we, 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 we colonize the moon first, right? No, no. Then Mars. Mars. No, you have to do Mars no, it's first. The space station. The space station. They're going to do it like a big-ass internal biodome. Well, yeah, but I mean, if we're talking other planets, it has to be Mars first. Yeah, because there's ice there. That's why we went there. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't go to Venus because, A, it's closer to the Earth and you'll burn the fuck up. And, two, the gas on it is toxic. So you, well, can't, so go, not, you can't do that. I don't even think it's a solid, a solid planet, is it? No, no, no. Yeah, Venus is a solid planet. The, Venus is solid. It's just... It's 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 a solid it's solid like Earth, but the but the atmosphere is poisonous, and the uh, the temperatures would be way too hot. And it hell, some people are saying it might be way too cold on Mars. Uh, I mean, when we speak, when we begin terraforming, so. We were way off track in this shit. All right, so back hey, to that's back, what happens back when, to the flat earther. Yeah, that's what happens when going you, down the rabbit hole. Somebody, yeah. I mean the the flat Earth society is basically like a cult, but not even a cool one like the spaghetti people. Spaghetti people. The people yeah. that believe that it's a spaghetti monster that they do a church for it and everything like that. They wear cauldrons on their heads or strainers, I mean, on their head and everything like that. It's fucking awesome. Damn. It's hilarious. And they know it's a joke. I thought people thought I was weird for being Baptist. No, oh, like, they, they, do, they know it's a joke. That's the funny thing. They know it's a joke, but they made it an official religion. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Oh. Mm. Okay, so uh, the flat earth what? society. What say? No, no, no. That, that's this. The flat earth society's most recent planet model is that humanity lives on a disc with the North Pole at its center and a hundred and fifty foot high wall of ice. Antarctica at the other or at the outer edge. The resulting map resembles the symbol of the United Nations. Uh which 
Johnson, the uh, Charles K. Johnson, he's a correspondent from California. Uh, he's like the new president of the new or of the Flat Earth Society. Uh, so he used as evidence for his position in this model, the sun and the moon are each 32 miles in diameter. Flat Earth Society, Flat Earth Society recruited members by speaking against the U.S. government and all of its agencies, particularly NASA. Much of the society's literature in its early days focused on interpreting the Bible to mean that the Earth is flat, although they did try to offer scientific explanations and evidence. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't care about the flat earthers, and I'll lose friendships over it. Okay. So who's next up in line? We got uh, it's, it's the last it one, and you. it's you, Bubba. Oh, it is me. Oh, I thought it was one of you guys. That's why I was waiting. <laughs> no, it's you, Bubba. All right. Last so one last, but last but not least, probably the most successful one on this list at this point. Yeah, I would uh, say so. Or more consistent and successful because Kid Cudi's still doing stuff. Uh, and so is Currency. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so, last but not least is good old Wale. Ooh, sorry. Um, Mr. Uh, Fol- Folarin? Folarin? Florian. No. Flo. Is F O L for Laren? For Lauren? I don't know. Wale went from mixing about <laughs> nothing to an album about nothing. But the play on words does little to threaten his hold as the most impressive career of this double XL freshman 10. His uh, debut album, A Touching Deficit, which is amazing, dropped in 2009 uh, via Mark Ronson's Alado. Olidu Records and Interscope Records. Despite features from Gucci Mane, Pharrell, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, Christy Michelle, and Marsha Ambrosis, the album fell well below expectations. Nonetheless, Wale never looked back. The following year, his More About Nothing mixtape helped garner a new fan base for his witty lyricism and ability to match artists of a hip-hop circle flow for flow. Of all hip hop circles, slow for school, sorry. Then things reached a fever pitch when Wally announced he had been signed to the Maybach Music Group in 2011. Uh, Wally would be featured on the group's self made volume one that year, and it helped him push his sophomore album Ambition later that year. Um, the album jumped to number two on the charts, and in continuing his elevation, Wally went number one with his third album, The Gifted. He's been featured on Maybach Music Group, self made volume two and three. Um, his last album, the album about nothing, featured Jerry Seinfeld, an artistic accomplishment for the artist to tie in his favorite show Seinfeld to an album and not just a mixtape. So where are they now? Wale is DC chilling. Um, he is set to executive produce Maybach Music's self-made album, self-made four album, which I think he did. A buzz single was recently released, "Make It Work," featuring Wale, Meek Mill, and Rick Ross. Uh, a positive side considered the issues of Wale and Meek were having they beef for a while. The project may never see the light of day, however. And in Wale's fifth album, Shine, was released in 2017. 
Um, he has since released his first single for his forthcoming sixth album. The song is titled On Chill. Another collaborative with Jeremiah. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah. And then Wally was also featuring Rick Ross Port of Miami 2 uh, album, the first single, Act the Fool. Uh, Wally is Wally now hosts uh, Wally Mania uh, every WrestleMania weekend. Uh, is very big into WWE in general because uh, he's a huge wrestling fan. Yes, he is. Um, did Biggie song and I'm trying to think. He there's so much stuff he like. He's just done. With he him. he escorted uh, Street Profits to the wing to the ring. For their title shot against uh, Undisputed Era. Yep, he's just done so much like random stuff in general. Yeah, he was a guest commentator on 205 Live uh, during Noam Dar and TJP's match in 2018. I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that either. I just found out. Um, but um, I think more. I think when people think of Wale in, in especially in WWE, aside from Biggie's entrance theme, is him hosting the rap battle between the New Day and the Usos. And he did the Don the Don Don DeMarco thing. He did, dude. <laughs> but uh, he has released two other studio albums. Uh, in 2019, he dropped Wow, That's Crazy. And then last year, he dropped uh, Flaring 2. I was like, I knew he had done something recently. Um, September but, 30th, he dropped uh, a single, uh, Poke It Out, featuring J. Cole. He did what now? Uh, from that album that you just talked about, oh, Flaren uh, Fl- 2. Fl- Fl- Two. Uh, the third single on the album is a song called "Poke It Out," and it features J Cole. Yeah, it's got Cool and Dre on it too. Uh, yeah, Chris Brown, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he's got a lot of people on there. Yeah. So, what do you think of Wale, Chip? I mean, I like Wale. Uh, it, you know. He does good music. Yeah. He does enough. He does enough to keep me sort of interested, but not enough for me to be like just straight following the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't straight follow, but like anytime it's like a while I got some, I listen to it. You know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, a, I, 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 he keeps me interested enough. <laughs> right. He he portray, he portrayed Chango in season three of the uh, TV show American Gods. I, I never watched that show because it's on stars. Yeah, I Is want it a star to. Show? I thought it I was want a, to oh, because it it's based off of uh, the comic. Uh, right? Yeah. Is it a comic or today like graphic anthology? It, it's, right? it's, it's it's a fantasy it's a graphic. novel. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want, I've been meaning to like. Apparently, it's really good, but I've been meaning to read it. But I still need to collect all my Vertigo comic series because I love. Big B Wolf. I've got like the first four volumes I need to get to. Of, of what? Uh, Vertical Comics. Oh, okay. I love that series. The Fairy Tale. Uh, what do they call it? Crap. I just know it as Vertical. That's probably what it is. Just Vertical Comics. Stupid thing. Type what I want you to type. Yeah, it's just DC Vertigo, the Vertigo comic graphic novels. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know I, I love that series, and I can't believe it came out thirty years ago. <laughs> That's crazy. 
Wow. All right. So, uh, of the ten that we talked about, would we agree that that Wale is probably the the biggest of them, or would it be Currency? I don't think. I mean, I didn't even know Currency like that. Uh, right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Or would it well, be Kid uh, Cudi? Well, well, see, well, Mickey Fax, I only know from Battle Rap. Didn't really know who Blue was. Corey Guns fell off. Asher Roth fell off. I haven't. Corey Guns never even. Tra- Corey Guns never even got to actually start. Well, that's yeah. true. Uh, Charles Hamilton, I haven't listened to yet, so I withhold judgment. Kid Cudi's amazing. Wale's great. Aside from the flat Earth shit and the conspiracy theory shit, like I think Bob's music is good. He's got some good stuff. His um, first two albums, for sure. First, that's what I'm saying. His first two albums are great. Um, Ace Hood's good. Um, but well, I think, I, but artist, I think he, but, true. But I think, but like I'm saying, like I think he was a product of the people who he was surrounded by. If that makes sense, not to take anything away from his lyrical ability. Oh but no, that's for sure. Just, that's just that's just me. I think he was because he was surrounded by all those great artists. It kind of, it kind of like they put their touch on him to like, okay, you know, like we bless him. You know, he, he's gonna do good. You know, or whatever. Um, currency, you know. He, he is, you know, like I said, like I've, I've only heard a few things about, like I totally, like I didn't know he had his own record label or anything like that. So I have to check that out. Um, but I mean, he had, he had some good, you know, things like he made appearance, like he's had, he had, he's had guest appearances from people like La Boozy, Wayne, French Montana, Action Bronson, Jada Styles P, fucking Riff Raff. <laughs> Damn it. Rip, I'm telling you, you never listen to that refresh song. I can tell y'all. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. You send me like and like or suggest to me an album by Riff Raff. Okay. Okay. And I will listen to that album. Neon Icon, bro. Easy. Neon Icon. Okay. I will listen to Neon Icon if you listen to Radioactive by Yellow Wolf. The thing is, you don't like Riff Raff. You've heard him, but you don't like him. I've never even heard Yellow Wolf. Okay, well, okay, it's not well, like you know I don't what? like him. Is I just okay, never heard okay, him? Okay, okay, okay. So you're going in completely blind with talking about Yellow Wolf, and I'm gonna see if Riff Raff can change my mind. Fair. I mean, I guess. And then I'm going. I'm going. I'm going open minded. I'm going open minded. I'll come in open minded. I will. I'll forget about. I'll forget about ten on the glasses, Colonel Sanders. I'll forget about all that. That still that makes sense. <laughs> that literally makes sense. We've explained this every time. All right, so neon icon. Okay, I'll look that up. That one's good, and uh, like he has just a lot of singles though, because that's what he, how he did it. How he became he got up. He Yo, just he did a singles. track with he did a track with Slim Thug and Paul. What? Yeah, how to be the man back in like 2013. He's from Houston. Mike Posner, Mac Miller, Childish Gambino. Okay. Yes, he's done a lot of great stuff. I'm telling you, but you, you one bar don't made you get off this man. <laughs> All right, I'll listen to him. I'll listen to I'll listen to Neon Icon. You listen to Radioactive, and then we'll we'll split the difference, and then we'll come back and we'll have a discussion. But to answer the question that Chip originally asked, it's it's a toss up between Kid Cudi and Wale for me. I think it's. I think it's Wale because he's just more mainstream. Kid Cudi is just very he he his music when you listen to it it keeps you, but he had so many absences because of his mental health and stuff like that. 
that he wasn't able to stay consistent and then he's also ventured in other stuff but when he does drop music you want to listen to it but Wale like I said is very consistent I mean I always listen to Wale when he's on Chip what about you Uh, I was thinking it was Wale okay so alright well I think we have uh Get yeah. completed. <laughs> I think we have completed our uh, 2000 uh, revisiting the 2009 uh, XXL freshman class but I mean I think you guys will probably like 2010 more I was going to say I'm looking forward to 2010 really, I, think the, I, th- I think the next 12, four are going to be really good to be honest uh, next five maybe 11 is okay. Let's see. Uh, 2010, I'm looking forward to. 2011. 2011's got the best rapper ever on it, so yeah, probably. Who? Lil B. Oh, Jesus Christ. The fact that Lil B, <laughs> he made this fucking list. Tied Lil B up to a full tank of propane. Swag. Watch him cook okay. and just stand what? there and look. Yeah, 2010 is stacked, bro. Oh, yeah, 2010 it, is fucking stacked it, hard. It may be more stacked than 2009. Uh, just, but then you go to 2011. Hold on. Meek just, Mill. Just, no, 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 no. Go don't ahead. Go ahead. Don't go ahead, ahead. Don't go jump ahead. ahead. Don't go jump ahead. Go. Damn it. Shit. 2010, you had Nipsey Hustle, OJ right? the Juice Man. Wiz Khalifa, J. Cole, Freddie Gibbs, J. Rock, and Big Sean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. good lord. But then you go, uh, but, but then you go to not, 2011, and you got I, I, Meek Mill, Big Crit, Saha the Prince, Yellow Wolf, Fred the Godson, Mac Miller, Kendrick. You know? You will, but, time, you, know. <laughs> you, you, you will cut me off one more time. You will cut me off one more time. I didn't cut you off. You wasn't saying nothing. And, and, and you you stop talking. Going, and I'm going to jump through this microphone <laughs> and smack the beard back on your face. <laughs> Oof, not back on his face. Yeah, not back on my face. I just yes. said this shit. Nah, I'm going to smack this shit back on your face. Uh, read the list. <laughs> I, I don't know Pill. I'm not sure about Fashawn. That may be one of those obscure ones that I've heard and just don't remember. Uh, and I don't know who Donis is. Yeah, that's the only ones I don't know either. Yeah. But everybody else is like, damn. Hitters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wait, this guy's from Claremont, California, and he's based out of Atlanta? I mean, you okay. were born in Chattanooga and you live in Georgia. Tennessee and Georgia, like right at the line. California, Georgia. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a distance I mean, here. I mean, Kanye I, was born in Atlanta, raised in Chicago, and Ludacris was born in Chicago, raised in Atlanta. Jesus, really? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah I was born in Texas, raised in Tennessee. I mean, I was born in New York. See, see how y'all flip this shit? You see y'all ganging up on me now. 
You guys do this shit to me every episode. We're trying to, just, to explain to you how that like that the dude could be from one and represent another one. No, I mean, but y'all do this I mean, shit to me every episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no. I mean, Tupac was born in New York and represented California. <laughs> this guy. Y'all doing it, y'all doing to me again. Y'all do this shit to me every episode. I say something, Roger counters it, Chip agrees with Roger. I say something, Chip says, Chip makes the counter argument, Chip, Chip, Roger agrees with Chip. It's like, ah, I can't fucking win nothing. But we weren't arguing with you. We were just giving you examples of like <laughs> how one can do, like how a woman can represent one area and be from another area. I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of like. It's the NFL trios all over again. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like uh, our, our text uh, exchange earlier where Roger and I sent the exact same fucking message. <laughs> Without your plan, <laughs> yeah, y'all playing this. Y'all give a fuck what y'all say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although we're gonna get this video fucking uploaded finally. <laughs> About damn time. I mean, which, it's, one? It's, uh, which one? The two that we recorded previously, or the one we did with the ninjas? The ninjas. The ones. Okay, but no, that one finally. It'll be it'll be available by uh, right after this one comes out. <laughs> yeah, well, this is coming out on uh, this this weekend and then the nineteenth. Yeah. So there you go. Or today, yeah. if you're listening to it today, welcome. All right, welcome. This is goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the, end of the episode. I said what I said. Let me alone. <laughs> that, that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Battle Topics. Hope you guys enjoy it. Next week here on Battle Topics, we have. The uh, rap rewind of Eminem's revival, which yes. I still have not gotten a chance to listen to yet, but I'm gonna do that this week. Um, listen to it at work, um, and then uh, go from there. And then we'll come back in two weeks with the class of 2010, which should be a banger. And glad you guys are here with us to enjoy it. Twenty thousand, twenty-two thousand downloads. It's, it's amazing, and we appreciate you guys. Anything you guys want to say before we bounce out here tonight? Uh, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. And if you haven't heard it yet, go listen to Riff Raff's Million Dollar Mullet. <laughs> uh, that's, that's actually a good song. He just came, He's coming out with uh, Lavender, uh, Lightning Lilac. I'm ready for that tour. Oh, Is that what you wanted to say, Roger? Is there something else you want to add to it? I mean, I, we can talk Riff Raff if we want to. I'm okay with that. Did he make a double XL class? Uh, he rejected it. Did he? Yeah. Why? He didn't want to be part of the propaganda thing. He said like they just uh, pigeonholed you, which is true because after a few of these classes, a lot of these people didn't do nothing. Yeah. He's he's yeah. a purely independent rapper, right? No, he signed to uh, Diplo's Matt Decent. Okay. He signed to who? Diplo. Oh, Diplo. Okay. Yeah, he's he's on Matt Decent. Yeah. That's the. I mean, that's what I. That's where I heard the ten on the glasses, Colonel Sanders bar, because he did the deal with some chick. I can't remember her name. It was a song, Doctor Pepper. I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, um, that's probably Little Debbie, actually. Probably, I don't know. Uh, but that's where I heard the bar. Um, anyway, uh, shout out Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, and Sean Miller of Should I Watch That. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you guys next time. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform.
Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I am Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.